Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we talk about our eventful weeks and we discuss two Pokemon anime episodes with some twists along the way. And just a quick reminder, this podcast is rated E for explicit, and I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Don't even talk to me. I'm so mad. Are you doing okay, Austin? No. Do you want to get into it now, or do you want to let, let me introduce? Yeah, I want to get into it now. <laughs> Basically, long story short, because of COVID, a certain concert event I bought, purchased tickets to, now at this point, multiple years ago, like, they're just sending me the tickets, but I've since moved locations, and now the tickets aren't even going to come to where I'm able to access them, and also, I don't want the fucking tickets, and I've contacted them maybe 15 times saying, I don't want your tickets, refund me for my purchase, and they're like, no response, and I'm like, fuck you, and so then they're going to sell me the tickets, and now I have to fight tooth and nail to get the tickets so I can fucking sell them to some fucking idiot who doesn't care about the goddamn Delta vaccine variant, and they can fucking die of it, and not me. And ah, so someone's getting free tickets is what you're telling me. No, someone's going to get ripped off because I'm going to charge them with the wazoo for it. Somebody's getting those tickets shoved down their throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to donate them. The price of admission. Donate them angrily. Yeah, that'll show them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Here, take my place. <laughs> I contacted them through email. I contacted them through phone numbers. I contacted them through Twitter. I... Uh, have contacted multiple agencies and multiple phone numbers and multiple people and they're all like well it's not our fault it's not our responsibility and I'm like you can go fucking die because I hate you and uh, you're seeing the true Austin coming out right now would you like to call them out because I think the influence no, the power no. of influence we have would be <laughs> we have 13 downloads on our most recent episode I don't think we have any influence We're such a double heavy digits over here <laughs> oh goodness We'll, we'll move ahead. Uh, we make. I'm bringing the energy. <laughs> bringing today. the heat. Woo! <laughs> bringing the heat. We love it. That's right. And we're also here with other co-host Alex. Uh, oh, I hope you're doing okay, Alex. <laughs> um. Yes. I. I don't know how I can match that kind of energy, but especially because I was up till three in the morning finishing my uh, assigned task of editing the episode from two weeks ago. So. I am. It took me two days to edit episode 19. It took you two weeks to okay. edit episode 18. To be fair. You have edited all the episodes up till now, so you're very practiced, unlike me, which this was my first time trying to learn all this stuff, and admittedly, I was a little lazy, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Everything's done. I think it turned out okay, so we'll see. Oh, and also, I wanted to publicly apologize because last, no, two weeks ago, that episode, episode 18, um, there was some pressure washing going out on outside, and so that's kind of obvious in the second half of the audio so sorry guys but there's nothing i can do about that so <laughs> does it look good at least i mean did the job get finished i think so not to like toot my own horn or anything but it's done so that's all that matters nice so fresh and so clean mm -hmm. so what happens to a human body if you get hit by a pressure washer i imagine it would hurt it hurts but it's not like you know terrible now what happens if you get hit by a flare gun at close range. I think that would hurt more. Are you covered in gasoline? No, you're just 
you're just walking along and someone shoots you with a flare gun. I think you die. I think there's been people die yeah. about that. I know. I know with gasoline, you're in major trouble. Thanks to I think it's like Indiana Jones, but well, I think if you're doused in gasoline, you're pretty much in trouble no matter what. That's how you escape Predator. Wait, he wasn't doused in gasoline. He was doused in like mud. Yeah, right. Gasoline would work too. I think. Okay. You know, spontaneous combustion is a thing. You don't have to be doused in gasoline to get lit on fire out of nowhere. Stop dropping roll, kids. <laughs> There's a movie about that. Yeah, practice fire safety. Have you seen that movie? About spontaneous combustion? I think it's called Combustion, no. and it's like the trailer's no. like this girl's just sitting in class, and oh my god, this kid's giving she a burst into flames. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's worse than that. So she's sitting in the classroom, and this kid's worse giving a speech at the front, and he's just talking, and this thing, you know, she's just sitting there like clicking a pencil, just ignoring him. And this thing, you know, you see blood just splatter all over the place. What the? And she's like, oh my god, and so she starts running through the halls, and other kids start running, and kids just start exploding everywhere, and. Is she causing them to explode? No, I, I didn't watch the movie. It was. <laughs> I wish I could find this shit. I don't, I don't know YouTube. I don't know. I get bored a lot. I guess is this like an the, indie film? Like somebody's like yeah. senior project or something? It's an M Night Shyamalan film. Is it? No, it oh. sounds like oh. it. It sounds like it though, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like that? Sort of. Yeah, but that's just, I guess that's just the plot of the movie. I don't know what's causing it or if it's like aliens with invisarays or some kind of railgun that the Navy's invented. But yeah, oh, that's right. uh, that's what's going on. Interesting. It got a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. But it, that's I got the title right. It's called Combustion. Yes. <laughs> that's, that rating is well, not shocking. If, if you want to know, the, it's a Spanish film. Oh. And the English language Wikipedia page for it says it's a Spanish action film. It lists the cast, and that's the entire Wikipedia page for it, so I don't know the plot. It doesn't even have a basic, like, two-sentence summary or anything? Wait, are you talking about the 90s film, Jacob? This looks kind of recent, and this didn't look like it was a Spanish one. This looked like it was maybe an American film. This this is not it. Sam learns that his parents are part of an atomic bomb experiment. As an adult, Sam discovers he has the power of pyrokinesis. He's able to control fire and electricity, but with terrible consequences to his body afterwards. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the movie I'm referring to. Wait, I think I found the trailer. The one that I'm talking about? Or this? Maybe. It's like a girl in class, and then... I think she's sitting at a No, desk. she's kissing a guy. Oh, maybe that one. That's There's like two or three trailers. She's at a rave. Now there's like a Fast and Furious car race happening. This is not it. <laughs> this is not it? Okay. <laughs> no. That sounds even better, though, so, you know. Maybe it's called Spontaneous. Oh, oh, I found it. Okay. Get ready for the most outrageous coming-of-age love story about growing up and blowing up. Oh, when students in their high school will begin inexplicably exploding, literally, seniors Mara and Dylan struggle to survive in a world where each moment may be their last. An unexpected romance blossoms between them. <laughs> Mara and Dylan discover when their tomorrow is no longer promised, they can finally start living for today. It's from Paramount. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, I found the title. I found the trailer. It's called. I think it's called Spontaneous. Maybe I... It's called Spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. It's unrelated to the Spanish film. Yeah, my bad. I got the title wrong, but... It does exist. No, you got... Oh, yeah, Combustion. Yeah, I said it was Combustion. You did get the title wrong. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm still channeling rage. I'm not holding your tickets here, all right? It's them, not me. (sighs) Do you want the tickets? I can sell them to you for $300. No. Yeah, if anybody's interested in concert tickets... Yeah, and also, y'all watch Spontaneous and let us know how it is. Y'all do the heavy lifting for us, and then... (laughs) But also watch Combustion and also watch Spontaneous Combustion. We'll do a trilogy. Wait, are they two different movies? These these are three different movies. Oh, God. I stopped listening. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. Uh, 
Jacob, how was your week? Yeah, I was about to say, let's transition into the weeks. Uh, I'm I'm melting right now. I guess we're having some AC trouble. I assume it's AC trouble. So in in this midsummer heat, and I'm sitting here and I'm just drenching. Oh, You're probably going to see the the condensation start forming on my glasses and probably probably the computer screen here. This thing I'm sitting on is getting soaked, but I'm, I'm I think I'm going to power through. And if I get a, step away for a minute, I just because I got dizzy and dehydrated, and and then I'll recollect and pop back in. So I hope your computer doesn't burst into flames. Spontaneous. Spontaneously. Alex, how was your week? I it was okay, I guess. <laughs> I didn't, you know, nobody wronged me with concert <laughs> tickets. The air conditioning seems to be functioning, so marginally better than y'all's, <laughs> I guess. Well, I'm glad you're happy. Well, sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Happy is a loaded word. Yeah, that is a loaded that's word. That's a loaded, yeah. yeah. Happiness. Hmm, what is happiness? Hmm. Uh, we should just start like a soothe cast. I don't know what's going on. Some ASMR, some yeah. nice relaxing. I don't think anything disturbs me more than ASMR. I mean, you don't like to... Nothing sends a chill up my spine more than... I'm a sexy lady whispering. <laughs> you mean you don't enjoy listening to people smacking their gums, chewing on stuff like animals? I've got a hard shell taco in the microwave. I can go grab real quick and come up here and munch on it for you if you want me to. No, I would rather not you not do that. Are you sure? It'd just be like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, please stop. (laughs) 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 We've discovered something that gets under Austin's skin. Yeah, besides concert One of many things. I'm in the same boat as you, Austin. I'm not one that fawns over the ASMR... Especially when it comes to that soft whisper, it's kind of cringy and I don't know, just makes me unsettled. It's <laughs> the best way to put it. So, Austin, besides the concert tickets, was there anything else that excited you this week or frustrated you? Let's move on. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. Are you sure? We can take a minute if we need to. Fine. I'll reveal what I did for in preparation for this podcast. Um, I watched Yo Jimbo for the first time. Oh. Because one of these episodes is based on that movie. Oh, interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. you could have let it? it be a project for all of us, but you had to keep it to yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that I do my due diligence, unlike you guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Facts. Pouring the vinegar today. Just pouring it on us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling saucy today. I don't know. So it's a very famous Akira Kurosaka movie. I think I said his name right. Um, a samurai comes to a dilapidated village in which two warring gangs are causing chaos and he finds refuge at the restaurant and he eventually ends up tricking the two warring gangs to take each other out and that's does that sound familiar at all very mm, kind of is this an anime fu- film this is a live action film oh. jacob please tell me you watched the right pokemon episodes this week yeah, I, I know i think i yeah. <laughs> uh, which ones did you we'll watch, cross Jacob? cross that bridge when we get there. No, no, no. Let's cross that now. What episodes did you watch? Okay. Screen check. I did Wake Up, Snorlax, mm-hmm. and Showdown at Dark City. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Okay. Perfection. Woo. This is the one where they free Butterfree, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Making sure. All right. So we're all good to go. Well, 
But with all our weeks said and done, we can transition into the episodes for this week. Uh, we already revealed the titles. We're talking about Wake Up Snorlax and Showdown at Dark City. And lucky for y'all, I did the randomizer here. Oh, boy. Oh, unlucky for some of us. Who's it going to be? I did not manipulate this in any way. I ran it just like we always do. And I'm sorry to say, we're almost doing like an exact repeat of last week. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Are you I, I sure? Swear. We have to take your word on this. You know, we're, I, we're doing this it. in good I, faith here. I know. Pr- promise. I promise you I did it. In, okay. There was no malpractice here. If you say so. So it's me. I think I did. Was I first last week, too? I think. I can't remember. Well, it's me, Austin. Oh, boy. Alex. <laughs> Yay, I get to lead the discussion again. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you're up first, so yeah, take us away. I'll start us off with the 30-second summary challenge, and I got 30 seconds to summarize the Wake Up Snorlax episode. Uh, God help me. <laughs> whenever, someone, whenever someone wants to count us down, we can go ahead and get this show a-rolling. And three, two, one, go. Okay, so the friends meet Cheech, and Chong, Cheech from Cheech and Chong. He turns out he plays a flute. Uh, the kids are like, oh, this is weird, but they leave him there anyway, and they go into town and realize everything's dried up because a river stopped up. They go to solve the problem and realize there's a giant Snorlax in the way. They try to remove the Snorlax along with Team Rocket, but it doesn't really work out. Then they find the Cheech, and he comes in and he plays his flute. The Snorlax gets up and eats all the thorns that are blocking the river, and then the river starts flowing again, and they're able to grow crops, and the town is almost saved. The end. Time. Good job. Ooh. I would just like to make a couple notes. First of all, I would argue that this guy was much more... Chong than Cheech. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I associate Tommy Chong with like the big full facial hair. And then I Googled Cheech and Chong and somehow I ended up on military.com. What? I, I'm not sure, but I found this image and I don't know what movie it's from, but I'm pretty sure that Misty is doing a Cheech cosplay. Because look at this image. Um, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, can you put that on the Twitter later? <laughs> yeah, who wore it better? <laughs> who wore it better? Oh my god. Why gosh. is this on military.com? Was it the Marines Ball or something? Oh, oh, okay. Who could have imagined that weed stores would be legal in LA? America would have elected two presidents who smoked marijuana, and veterans groups would be pursuing the VA to allow cannabis as a treatment for PTSD. So it's like a then and now for where we are as a society <laughs> oh, for marijuana. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you called me out on that about the Cheech and Chong thing because I couldn't remember which one was which. And mm-hmm. I was about to go into Chong when I started speaking, but Cheech just seemed easier, I guess, because it's the first one, <laughs> Cheech and Chong. I think the best way to remember is Tommy Chong was the one on that 70s show. Oh. I think for our generation, that's the best touchstone. Okay, that's, okay. Yeah. I was about to ask, which one was on that 70s show? Because that's the one that I that, know. That's Tommy Chong. Tommy yeah. Chong. Okay, well, they meet, do we want to change his name to Chong, or should we just stick with Cheech? Um, we'll just call him Old Hippie, because that's what they call him in the okay. episode. <laughs> okay, Old Hippie, Okay. <laughs> I called it in my notes, old hippie. Oh, old hippie. <laughs> I had to throw in a little spice. Okay. Oh, God. Here we go. Whew. I feel like I got to warm up to this. All right. I'm already so, warmed up. Like, <laughs> yeah, with your no AC. Um, so sorry. So, yeah, Ash, Brock, and Misty are walking down the street. They come across this weird old hippie guy who's sitting on a rock. And I don't know. This, this first part, like, literally we're, like, two seconds into the episode and I think it took a minute for Misty's voice actress to kind of get in the groove because was I the only one that noticed how weird her voice sounded at the beginning? 
when she says hello are you all by yourself it didn't sound like her yeah at all i think she was trying to do like an affectation of like i'm talking to a old man yeah. kind of thing oh. like a okay. kind of a condescending it was weird i was like that was strange enough to note that but anyway so no the man's like no you know it's just me with my music and then he starts immediately playing this flute song for them um much to ash and friends delight uh the flute wakes up pikachu who is sleeping on ash's back and when he's done with his song he claims that because they listen to his music now they owe him some food and they're like wait what <laughs> i thought it was cool how the song that he played was uh zelda's lullaby from ocarina of time <laughs> i thought no, i thought that was, that was a cool little uh no it wasn't <laughs> that was a cool little easter egg they did Shut up, oh my gosh. <laughs> Play nice, children. Play nice. But yeah, no. So they don't have any food. It was the pokey flute song from the game. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, that was... Uh... No, it was not. <laughs> well, let's disagree to disagree. I don't... Right. Okay, I'm right and you're wrong. We'll disagree. <laughs> so to talk about the, the song, the pokey flute song in general, it's supposed to be a, a tune that wakes Pokemon up, but it, it's very soothing and more like a lullaby, so I don't really get the logic. It is like a lullaby. I was trying to figure out, like, okay, it's called a poke flute, as symbolized by the Pokeball ornamentation on the flute. Mm-hmm. Is it like a magical instrument? That's, like, okay. Like, that's there's some sort of thinking. magical property to it? That's I don't what, know. I was hoping with this episode they would go into the origin of the poke flute. More so than it's like, oh, it's just this thing that exists and solves problems. This is a key item. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this key item we know nothing about. Exactly. It's the one and only one that exists, and this old man has it. So, And he has a pretty easy job, too. So, Oh, yeah, the Pokédex has an entry on it. Yeah. Yeah, well... What? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there, because that comes up to a very interesting point that I want to make later. So hang on to that thought. Okay. Yeah, so Ash and, and friends are like, well, we don't have any food to give you because we're hungry, too. And then that made me think of, like, why is food so hard to come by in this world? Somebody's always hungry, I feel like, it, whether it's Team Rocket or whomever. And Misty says, oh, we haven't eaten anything since yesterday. I'm like... Wealth disparity. Yeah. Well, I thought everything was supposed to be, like, free and, like... Well, I'm going We have long since disproven that. Yeah. Well, I'm going along the, like, the... Light novels we read, that's the world <laughs> that I'm translating into this, because I'm like, okay, this makes sense now with everything just run down, broken down, and starvation being an issue, so oh. yeah, keep that world keep that world in your mind. It's not the utopia we thought it was. I would like to note, I just looked up on Bulbapedia, that Poke Flute returns in XY. Oh, I don't hmm. rec- So there's two Poke Floats. Flutes. Interesting. So then Ash and Misty and Brock leave... And then Team Rocket happens upon the, the old guy, and he tries the same trick on them. Like, I played my song for you, so you owe me food. And they didn't have any food to give him either. Then it cuts back to Ash and Misty and Brock, and they go to a bakery, which is apparently sold out of every last bit of food. Yep. And this part was weird. So maybe you guys can help me, cause, or maybe I was confused. So the scene they're talking to the baker, it's a guy. Mm-hmm. He's in the white chef's hat with, like, a white chef's coat on. And he tells them... He's speaking in a typical American accent. He's just like a normal sounding guy, whatever. But then immediately it cuts to the next scene, which is like them lamenting that there's no food left. And then they're talking to a, a chef who now has a French accent and he looks exactly the same as the guy they were talking to. So is it the same guy that had a French accent all of a sudden? Or are we made to believe that they like 
went down the road a little bit. It's one guy, and he runs all <laughs> the different food pastry places in town, and he just changes according to where he's ever at. So That really shook me, because I was like, he's like, yeah, guys, I don't have any food. And then all of a sudden, he's like, this sponge guy. And I'm like, what? You were paying closer attention than I was. It just kind of, well, I wasn't paying attention, so I was like, okay, they're just having their like, <laughs> weird food situation. And then all of a sudden... He was like, I don't, he was like a French guy talking about how he didn't have any food left. And I was like, did I miss something? Did my video mess up or what? I don't know. You called that more than I did. I didn't realize it was the same guy. I mean, I I thought they looked kind of similar, but. That's my question. I didn't know if it was, if we are supposed to believe it is, or maybe it's not. Die! Die! Come back! What? What is it? Is it a roach? Bug. Where'd he go? Oh, God, I think Austin has a roach. I see you, fucker. I see you, fucker. Ha! Hit it with your concert ticket. Don't let it. <laughs> that is not even going to be delivered here. I got it with my finger. Ew. Uh, oh, God. Oh. oh. I'm going to go wash my hands. You guys discuss to relax. Okay, we'll talk about some relax. I'm glad it wasn't a roach. I thought it was like one of them palmetto bugs that you see. Ooh. Or one of those giant roaches. I hate those things. And they fly, they too. Fly. But my theory about this is it's just one guy. He owns all the shops in town. And maybe that's like a French place, so he puts on a French persona. <laughs> and then he goes to his Italian noodle place, and he's like, uh, you know, me amore, me amore. <laughs> you know, and then he goes to, um, you know, the southern country buffet, and he's like, you got some gravy? You know, he so runs around town all day putting on different personas. Yeah, that's oh what he does. Oh, my God. Maybe he's like the Nurse Joy or Officer Jenny of, like, the restaurateur business, and he just has a bunch of clones of himself. And they all just run. Are y'all still talking about the chef? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You told us to keep talking about it. (laughs) No, I said talk about the Snorlax. We haven't haven't got there yet. We need a little bit of exposition before we get there. So what happens next? Okay, so then another strange old man approaches them, which seems to be common. They seem to be approached by a lot of strange old people. So this guy's like, what's the matter? And Brock's like, boo-hoo, we're out of food. Um, so then he invites them back to his, like, opulent mansion home where they they have a feast of, like, loaves of bread. Whatever. I saw, I saw Austin roll his <laughs> eyes at that. I was like. <laughs> it's not some, like, feast or whatever. Like, later Missy's like, thank you so much for the wonderful feast. I'm like, girl, you just had some, like, loaves of bread. Calm down. I, I'm glad to see someone's hoarding the yeah. food in this town. Yeah, that guy made me angry because... First, he tells them about the backstory of the town. He's like, all the water in the river dried up, and all of our produce along the riverside died, so now food's hard to come by. But no, but don't worry, because my family li- can live off of our stockpiles of food. Yeah. Forget everyone yeah. else. It's all about me, myself, and I. Does that guy... Thanks, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, it's probably... <laughs> so it is. Do they oh, give a yeah. time frame of how long this um, river's been dried up, or how long these crops long enough for all the crops to no longer exist two weeks oh okay things went to hell pretty fast okay. yeah yeah and oh my gosh good point austin so this guy doesn't introduce himself he's not like hello i'm the mayor of wherever town we are ash just says it in passing he's like thanks mr mayor and we're like oh okay this guy is an, actually an important somebody not just some random guy he's not a very good mayor is he keeping all the food for himself on this population of three people, he's the worst mayor ever. Well, they all died of well, they're starvation. All <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. Yeah. All the Utes left. Oh, man. 
And yet he gives out the food. I mean, I thought he gave out the food to the twerps because he was like, aha, someone who will brave going upstream to find out the cause of this problem. Yeah. Because no one else wants to do it. What was up with that? His exact quote was, no one goes upstream. There's no telling what you'll find. I'm like, possibly a water source? (laughs) Possibly the solution to the problem? Yeah. Yeah. How can nobody have thought to, like, all you have to do is just walk along the riverbank. Like, what sort of terrible danger are you expecting to befall you? Like, well, well, he is a politician, so. Oh, yeah. Good point. He always, they send out other people to do their dirty work. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Anyway, (laughs) Ash and friends decide to take this quest upon themselves. They undergo the perilous task of just walking a couple miles up the road to the end of the river. (laughs) That's a great way to describe it. Um, Five minutes up the road. Yeah, seriously. And then they come to find that it's being blocked up by a large thicket of, like, thorny vines, which they have to crawl through. And we actually see Misty get physically injured she gets cut on her arm by the thorns a life lesson moment that four kids threw in there yeah i don't i don't think four kids changed the animation to show <laughs> misty get cut by a thorn they made it just what, pouring what was the point of that i thought for some for a stupid split second i was like oh no edward's gonna smell her blood and go crazy like if twilight or oh. some shit. <laughs> snorlax wakes up and just starts going ramp i don't i don't lust. know where i was going with that but i was like there's no I guess to show the danger. It turns to night and the moon's red. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go to the extreme here. That was a little strange. That was kind of like the, do you remember the episode where what's her face with the ranch where she like fell off her ponytail and it like flashed red because she like broke her arm when she fell. I think that was the most intense physically injured moment we had was her breaking her arm, but. I'm just so naive. I think when those things happen, they're going to use it as like a life lesson moment where Brock pulls out some like antiseptic and is like, here, let me rub it on the wound and treat it. That way kids learn, but that's not the four kids way. So maybe don't crawl through thick, dense underbrush. I don't. Jacob, I think you're giving four kids way too much credit for what they can do. I am. I really am. But I'm just like, I'm just trying to be positive here. So then they finally get to the end where they find a giant Snorlax that's sleeping and it's blocking up the river um so they try to wake it up this whole part was very interesting we get to see a, a collaboration form yeah team team rocket and team twerp their idea was just let team rocket solve the problem but they're gonna steal snorlax like they're just like yeah they're just like let him let them take him because that would solve the issue for the town but the other part of me was like well you're just gonna let it go with team rocket and then be tormented or turned evil yeah this so well first i want to make one point because i there was a pokeball mechanics moment oh go for it yeah i forgot about that yeah take yeah we'll jump back in this second go take that over before team rocket shows up they're kind of pondering like what do we do how do we move it because they can't physically push it it weighs over a thousand pounds um they try yelling at it it doesn't work so brock's like well here's an idea why don't we catch it in a pokeball makes sense good idea brock Mm mm-hmm so Ash is like, oh, yeah, we'll try that. So he tries to throw a Pokeball at it, but it doesn't work. It just bounces right off of its fat, I guess. Yep. And how does, so how does that Was that work? a callback to the games where you couldn't attempt to catch Snorlax until he was awakened by you? Because, like, I guess. I think possibly. that's how mine went there. Because, like, in the games, you can't interact with him unless you wake him up first. So maybe 
that's kind of this thing they were using. But I'm ass- I'm assuming this is a, po- a Snorlax that's already registered to a ball. Okay, that, okay, point. you're that makes a good point because later at the very end, well, not to jump too far ahead, but the guy, the hippie guy's like, oh, that's my Snorlax, but this the Pokeball that ashes that he throws at it, it doesn't even attempt to catch it. No. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we get examples later where they try to catch Pokemon that are already caught. It attempts to catch it, but then the beam sort of just zaps off of it because it's already registered. So it didn't even try, which I thought was kind of interesting. Let's ask Brock's Vulpix for its opinion on this <laughs> situation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make sense either, but... Once again, we're left with more questions than answers. Thanks a lot. So, sorry, I didn't mean to, like, dis- you know, derail the conversation um, from Team Rocket when they show up. And to your point, Jacob... What was going on with them? They were pretty much like, I don't know, they turned all chaotic neutral for a second. They're like, well, (laughs) we can let the evil team catch it and sell it into slavery to Team Rocket. But that's okay, because it'll solve our problem anyway. It's the greater good. The greater good. It's like an anti-hero or something going on here. It's like, oh, we'll just, you know, it solves the problem. So should we, should we just let it go? You know? That was a, that was a departure from our, our normal, like, morality scale. I guess. Yeah, ethics were violated here. <laughs> There's ethical practices here that bring many questions to mind. You know, and it kind of pisses me off because they were all gung-ho at this idea. They're like, okay, let's <laughs> let's have Team Rocket do this because there's no... We don't have a better idea. You know, we tried our other little things and it didn't work. So they help them. They assist them in, like, attaching these cables to Snorlax to, I don't know, pick it up and move it. But then when it doesn't work, they get mad at Team Rocket. They're like... Oh, I knew that wasn't going to work, idiots. It's like, you guys were going <laughs> along with this. You, you were you were assisting them in stealing a Pokemon. Just, yeah. What are y'all doing? I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was kind of funny, actually. But it, it was like, do they realize what they're allowing to happen here? Well, they're on board with it until it doesn't work. And then they're, they quickly blame Team Rocket for things going wrong. I'm like, yeah, well, they did more than you were going to do. So When does anything that Team Rocket tries go right, really? I mean, Aww. they have a high fail rate. I feel bad. It's because of Meowth. It is Meowth's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it is all Meowth's fault. <laughs> um, so then they try some other things, like alarm clock. Sexually assaulting Snorlax? Yeah, physically assaulting it, alarm clock, pouring cold water on its head, nothing works. So then Jessie has an idea. <laughs> Fairy tale moment. Yeah, exactly. She start, She says, okay, none of this stuff has worked, so let's think outside of the box a little bit. And she recalls the story of Sleeping Beauty in which the beautiful princess, with whom she strongly identifies, by the way, <laughs> is awoken by the kiss of a noble prince. So they tell him to pick their noblest Pokemon and try to wake it up like that. And we get Psyduck batting lead off with the kiss attempt. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> was it Ash who suggested Horsey? I was like, no, it was Brock. But they suggested Horsey. I was like, yeah, that's probably the best, most princely Pokemon you have on hand. I agree with Ash's them. Just logic. But Psyduck. Sorry, go ahead. It's like a prince's horse. It doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> but I mean, what, what's the more regal Pokemon they have other than Vulpix? Well, oh, you're right. Because I guess it does eventually evolve into Kingdra. And it's got King right, right. there in the name. So. Yeah. I thought they cho- chose Horsey for more malicious reasons. But what? I do see what you're coming from. Such as. Well, Please you know, elaborate. it's got that sticky ink on it. Uh-huh. So I thought they were going to, like, put it on him, and then it would, like, clog its nose and mouth. Oh, and then dang. with it not being able to breathe, it would, like, wake up. I guess that's not what we got. 
Okay, that's not as bad as I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because of the shape of the mouth? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we okay. I mean, honestly, that's a good idea. They could have smothered it and forced it to work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it's dead, they can't move the body unless it decomposes. It would wake up first, hopefully. <laughs> Just put a pillow well, over it. it. Well, Slide Up kisses it, and he's pleased with himself. He's very pleased with himself. He liked it. Yeah, the um, blush, the mm-hmm. red, red. And Team Rocket dresses up Meow as like a print, and only then does he object to kissing the Snorlax. Yeah. But he does say he looks good, you know. Or James says he looks good. He keeps complimenting on how good he looks the whole time. Give it a smack attack right on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a smack attack right on the lips. <laughs> oh, dang. Poor Snorlax. This poor thing, you know, it was, like Austin, you said, it's been assaulted. It's been, you know, manhandled. And then it gets, like, kissed against its will. Like, this poor thing is, like, completely unknowing. It's just minding its own business. And then Meowth kisses it on the mouth. And that's what really gets it disgust. Like, even in its sleep, it's disgusted. <laughs> It felt something. <laughs> yeah, poor poor Snorlax, wow. So after Meowth kisses it, then it doesn't wake up, but it moves enough to where they see a sign underneath the, it, where it's like one of those door hanger signs, and it says, in case of emergency, use a pokey flute to wake it up. Questions. Go so ahead. many yes, questions. <laughs> yep. I'm assuming the old man left it. Yes. But this part, I was like, Brock, what the fuck? Like, okay, he jumps in with his epiphany suddenly. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Now I remember. I heard once that you play a pokey flute to wake up a Snorlax. I'm like, this would have been helpful to know, like, three hours ago when they started doing this. Like, I think with Brock, they literally just give him all the exposition lines without any thought of context or... (laughs) Like that time they were in the computer system oh, and yeah. he knew which way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Just follow the airwaves. He's the Captain Obvious of the group, I guess. I don't. He's hindsight from South Park. You know, like the superhero that shows up after everything's done. Yeah. He goes, well, in hindsight, we should have done this. So that begs the question then, if he's like, oh yeah, Pokey Flute, then he would have recognized that that's what the old man had. But he doesn't say that. They just like run back to him. Or no, wait, do they, they, do they realize that he had a Pokey Flute? Yeah. Okay. So, Austin, this is what you were mentioning before about how Dexter then chimes in. We need about four different people to confirm that the Poke Flute is the problem to the is the solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, everyone, for padding out the episode a little bit. <laughs> the panel has decided. Mm, man. They, he's in the same place, right? The old hippie? Yeah, they, he's still yes. on his rock sunbathing or whatever. So then Ash goes and, like, assaults him physically. He's like, old man, we need a favor. And then he grabs him by the arm and tries to, like, yank his arm out of his socket. And the guy's like, what the hell are you doing? That's not cool, man. It's not cool. Yeah, so Ash isn't above, like, physically assaulting elderly people to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Team Rocket, they get into this tug-of-war match with this poor man between him and Team Rocket. Eventually, he agrees to go back to the Snorlax, who apparently is his Snorlax. Well, I don't know. Is it his that he owns or just, like, friends with it? I don't know. Well, he has at least seven Snorlax on rotation. (laughs) He has, like, a... I guess he's, like, the self-appointed, like, Snorlax waker-upper person who, like, travels the land to wake the Snorlax up. It's an appointed position. That's that's a pretty great job, yeah. Yeah. It's an appointed position by the mayor of the town, so... Mr. Mayor. That let you know where what's going on there. That useless guy. So yeah, he wakes up Snorlax, who eats all the vines, and 
then they save the day. Yay. The end. <laughs> okay, there's something I wonder. Didn't the guy, the old hippie, get a call on, like, something to let him know that another Snorlax needed awakening? He had, like, a Snorlax egg timer. <laughs> okay. That was, like, a time for the other Snorlax and, like, said Snorlax number seven. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if he had something that they could have pressed and would have signaled him to go there to, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, problem, all the problems are solved. Don't they have, like, a park range? You would think they would have, like, rangers or something that would be responsible for, like, wildlife management and conservation. Like, they would be going around managing not some random stoned old hippie guy. The only park ranger we've seen so far is Officer Jenny. Oh, God. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. So the same thing would have probably just happened, if we're being real. Yeah, we know how that turned out with her allowing a small five-year-old child to live in the woods unattended for months, years, actually. Yeah, so that was the long and short of it. Overall, you know, overall, I thought it was a good episode. I like Jesse's whole contribution of, like, Sleeping Beauty. That was my favorite part, but... It, it was cute. We'll get a better Snorlax episode at a later date. Yeah, that's what you think about. Did Was I the only one that thought that this was going to be Ash? I, I, I completely misremembered. I thought this was the one he gets, but it wasn't. No, that's no. a way better episode. <laughs> yeah. That kind of sucked, I bet, thinking it was that episode and then coming in and watching this. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, yay, Snorlax. Like, this is happening yep. way sooner than I remember it happening. And then it wasn't our Snorlax, but oh, well. Unfortunately not later i wonder why they didn't give him snorlax now like yeah he could have just caught it it's weird yeah whatever i mean i feel like snorlax is like one of the most famous pokemon of all mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. after you get past like the pikachus charizards and mewtwo's and weirdly gengar i feel like snorlax <laughs> is you know it's pretty up there yeah it's one of the most known it's probably you show any random person they'd be like oh yeah i know that pokemon that's the sleeping one that's snorlax or whatever they have a beanbag chair of it and everything Oh my gosh, here we God. go. No, I'm not, no, I'm not going to get into it. I would, who wouldn't want a Snorlax beanbag chair though? Come on. Then you can head over to Pokemon.com slash store and yeah. fulfill your dreams. No, they don't have it. Oh, they, don't. they don't have it. Oh, never mind then. No way. A- yeah. They have all, have y'all ever been on that site? It's like, they have all sorts of crazy shit that I would never want to waste money on, but. <laughs> no shirt. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. That's not there either. That's crazy. That's probably the best thing ever though. I couldn't believe that was an official I don't know, I thought that was like some Etsy <laughs> thing or whatever. I can't believe that actually is a sponsored product. Wow. I love it. Pokemon's got a little bit of a dark sense of like oh, they humor do. there at the, the merchandising um, department anyway. Any other thoughts on our Snorlax episode? I'm good. I think that I'm good. Can, can we go to a gym now? Not before we have our... Can, can we go somewhere? <laughs> can we do something? Can we go somewhere? <laughs> can we what are we doing? Where are we going? Why are we wandering? We're not even training. We're just dicking around. Hey, this setup is going to be all worth it. Trust me. I was going to say, wait till we get to Sun and Moon when that's all they ever do. It's just... Hey, come on now. Sorry. I'll be quiet. <laughs> I mean, the worst was the the era between Black and White and XY. <laughs> uh, where it's, they're literally doing nothing yeah. <laughs> for like months on end. Can't wait to talk about that. We're going to have to do like five episodes per week of that one. <laughs> we can just space through it. <laughs> yep. We could do a timer. You get five minutes to talk about the episode. Then when it goes off, just immediately go into the next one. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of good ones in there, yeah, but yeah. mostly not. Yeah. It's Orange Island's Redux, the, the worst version. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on. All right, let's go on to our LVP and MVP and our quote of the episode. We're going to talk about our least valuable player and most valuable player. And the trick is here, there's no repeats. So once someone's chosen or a Pokemon's chosen, it's gone. Someone else has to pick something different. 
<laughs> and we're also doing quotes. Quotes. Our most memorable quotes from the episode. And I got the randomizer ready. And it's Alex, me, and then Austin. Damn it. I'll start with a quote first. During the part. No. Sorry. No, the good one. <laughs> Do you know which one it's going to be? Yep. Oh, God. I know exactly what it's going to be. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get, I got to guess in my head. And I, I really think it's uh, going to be what you, what it yeah, is. Yeah, go okay, for it, we'll Alex. See, Tell us a we'll line. We'll see if it's what you think it is. I'm, pre- I'm nothing if not predictable, though. So this is during when Meowth is kissing on Snorlax and Misty says, it looks like it's been poisoned. And Brock says, how do you, how would you look if you got kissed by Meowth? And Ash said, well, I would look for a new mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's not what I thought you were going to say. That is not, that's not what I thought either. So we're good to go here. Yes. Alrighty, yeah. Good. good. You were spared because whatever it was, I'm assuming is your quote. All right, MVP, uh, Snorlax. Of course. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. He was so cute. I know, he's so adorable with his like little ears and he's like I guess Snorlax is it supposed to be a bear? Is that what it is based on? I think so. I, think so. Bear? I mean we get more realistic bears later, but yeah. I think Yeah. Right now. He's super adorable, but you know, for the other reason of like he actually solved the problem, which was so he wasn't the one blocking the river entirely. I mean he was, but he ate the vines at the end, which unblocked the river completely so good for snorlax well, i mean like i feel like even he wasn't really blocking the river at all like the water would go around him like probably probably wake him yeah. up first of all so it wasn't his fault he got blamed unfairly for this problem but mm-hmm. he ended up saving the day lvp i picked misty because oh. she was straight up abusive to psyduck again oh, when yeah. she <laughs> goes to call out horsey to do the princely kiss for Snorlax, Psyduck jumps out instead, as he does. And what does she say? She, like, yells at him. She says, you dimwit duck, there's nothing noble about you. And then she straight up punches it in the head. And he turns his head, like, pretty violently, too. Like, it was like, King. Yeah, I'm like, damn, Misty, like, stop being abusive. Like, it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> she's not She's not my favorite this episode. All right, I guess I'll take the turn here. I'm going to start with my quote as well. And this is coming from my favorite character, James. <laughs> and I, they're sitting around, and then James makes the comment of, nothing makes me angrier than being told the truth. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, James. Oh, James. Yeah. Once again, make me laugh. And then my MVP was Psyduck, because I chose him because, you know, he gets that kiss, and he just looks so happy, and that's the first time I've ever seen Psyduck express that kind of emotion i don't necessarily Psyduck's only happy when he's sexually assaulted yeah, I, I, I was about to get i was about to get there i was about to get there okay okay I, was about to say, I don't agree with the actions he took but i think that seeing him happy after misty just smacked him like she did i was like okay at least he's got some kind of happiness there and i blame misty for the sexual assault what <laughs> i mean they were all compliant they yeah, were yeah, all going right. along with it that's right <laughs> and then my lvp is brock Again, because of just the, just him being completely useless, and uh, there was the pokey flute part, and then there's the the scene where Misty's craw- crawling through the thorns, and she cuts herself, and Brock goes, "Hey, those are sharp." <laughs> just like, thank you, Brock. Thank you for the flashing update of news that these thorns are sharp. Thank you. I think we're pricking Brock every episode because he's always so goddamn useless and making worthless comments. Yes. Misty's arm is gushing blood, and he's like, 
oh be careful they're sharp well literally he during that scene where they're trying to lift it with the cables with the hot air balloon and then misty and ash are like oh that didn't work and the whole time brock is just standing there freeze frame with his mouth just hanging open (laughs) because they didn't bother to animate him closing his mouth or anything so he's just standing there like a slack-jawed idiot like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i'll go go. okay here i actually have some backup quotes i'll do those too wait a minute i want to know is is the main quote the one that you thought i was gonna do okay okay i'm curious i can't believe y'all didn't comment on this it's when the old hippie says Chow down, Snorlax. Looks like you got a case of the munchies. Oh, oh really? We man. didn't. We're not gonna make fun of the pot humor that's in this children's cartoon. I really? was trying to be more mature than that. Sorry. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> I'm right not. Uh, me too. Me too. What other quotes did I have? Oh, it was when Jess- Jesse and James are doing like a nature documentary oh, on yeah. Snorlax, <laughs> and James has this whole spiel like oh, I have it written down somewhere. Oh, please do the voice. I can try. Okay. Zoom in, camera person. Ah, it's sleeping. Still sleeping. Look closely, everyone. This is what Storlax looks like when it's sleeping. <laughs> Love, James. Remind me of a Deep Blue by BBC. My other <laughs> quote is when Meowth is forced to quit Snorlax, and he, like, shouts out, The hygiene! I thought it was funny. My MVP <laughs> is going to be Hippie. Oh, Ooh. good. For taking it upon himself to do this public service of moving the Snorlaxes around. My LVP is a difficult choice, but I'm going to give it to Mr. Mayor and the townspeople <laughs> for being in a... St- First of all, Mr. Mayor more than anyone else um, because he's hoarding food um, and giving it to random passerbys um, and letting his people starve to death, quite literally. But also everyone in general, because we're, we're not going to bother to try and figure out what's causing this problem. Okay, fuck y'all. <laughs> also, as soon as they do get back which is the, from the Snorlax storm situation, the mayor says, now it's time for a feast. I'm like, so you had all that food in the first place. Yeah. Well, when you're, fuck he's him. only feeding like three fuck. people, though. Because remember everyone else left, so. That's, I mean, yeah, but. It's still wrong. How many children died the, in these two weeks from lack of food? You know, I'm coming to, to see that the Cantonian people are not a very proactive people they're very reactive people very they passive don't, they don't take matters into their own hands they just rely on some random passerby kids that is true we do the give problem. them a lot of crap we give ash misty and brock a lot of crap but they have solved a lot of issues that a bunch of people were unwilling to take upon <laughs> themselves so maybe let's give them a shout I mean, out actually <laughs> actually pause they didn't do anything uh <laughs> They went and they got the hippie to wake up the Snorlax, but he was going to do that anyway. <laughs> That's probably why he was there in the first place. Yeah, he said he was just running a little late, but... All they did was try to assist Team Rocket in enslaving the Snorlax. Do you do you think they're cognizant of their actions and just like to be seen as heroes? So, like, if Brock I, knew I think about... I think that. If Brock, <laughs> knew, if Brock knew about the Pokey Flute, they go there, they spend a whole bunch of time there. It's probably been, like, almost a day they're there. Then the problem gets solved by someone else who has nothing to do with them. They go back into town. They're seen as heroes. They didn't tell anyone about the old hippie. That problem's going to happen again. So now they're sitting there as these <laughs> The heroes. hippie who's begging for food in the streets. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. They didn't even, like... They didn't mention how to solve oh. the problem in the future, so they're going to have to come back and be heroes again and get more free food. So I take it back. That shout-out, gone. Gone. That poor old man. Oh, my God. I, I shouldn't... Misty and Brock are 
actually terrible people. Yep, there you go. There's my rant. All they did was try to poach a wild animal from the <laughs> from the environment by hooking it up in chains as it slept. Oh man! So they could airlift it away. That's true. They didn't try to get stolen. I don't know. These people are very evil and sometimes good, but more evil. We're like lapsing into like the Takashi Shudo version of Ash and Friends, like the real. <laughs> depraved version of them. Well, well, we do that a lot. We like, oh, okay, maybe there is some praise to be given here. Then we just talk more about it, and we're like, oh, wait, they're actually awful people who don't, <laughs> that don't do anything good. Their you know? motivations were selfish yeah. in the beginning. Yep. Uh, I really wish there was a novel version of every single episode we could do a comparison. <laughs> That's to. right. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That'd be the way to do Moving it. Moving on. Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Dark City. Right. Here we come. Yep. We're going to a showdown at Dark City. Well, I already described this episode earlier when I was describing the plot of Yojimbo. <laughs> so I guess that's the end of Out of the Drying Pan for this week. Yep. See you yep. next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right, Austin, uh, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. There's a gang war between the Yash Gym and the Cash Gym, two unofficial gang gyms of Dark City, which is causing mad chaos and hatred against Pokemon trainers. Um, Tom Ado, Anchovy, and Caesar Salad arrive on the scene, and they pour ketchup over everyone, which causes the Yaz Gym and Kaz Gym, Scyther and uh, Electabuzz, to first try to kill the, their trainers and then each other. Um, then they try to kill. Then the gym leaders try to kill Ash, but Nurse Joy is the inspector, and she closes all that shit down. Time. Perfect. Yay. Awesome. That was good. <laughs> I think we did pretty well with summaries this week. At least we finished them, kind of. Mm, no. No. That was good. <laughs> Let's take a deeper dive into this. Because there's a lot to unpack okay. here. Uh, I'll chime in on the mo- as the movie shows up. Like, it's <laughs> it's very clearly, yeah, it's beat for beat the same thing. That's really interesting. Like, the visuals and everything. Well, you were saying that you were disappointed that we weren't going anywhere doing anything, but here we have the Torps going to Dark City. So, here's your town. Well, I'm glad when they're wandering around, they're just going literally everywhere they possibly can, including the, like, <laughs> hellhole that is Dark City. Oh, gosh. I guess they already went to Grungy City. We had to go to Dark City. Next place is, like, Hellscape City or something. <laughs> I was going to ask you, in the movie you were talking about, was the town called something different before the Turf War? Or was it... I, I don't think... If it had a name, I missed it. Okay. okay. I didn't know if it was, like, once the gang started took over, it sort of... Like got this new name, like Dark City, because there's always violent crime going on. Or if in the movie something happened similar. In the movie, I don't think it had a name. If it did, I missed it. One of the gangs was like the brothel gang. Like they, like they, like had all these girls who couldn't escape, and they tried to at multiple points. And the other one was like they they had some sort of arrangement, or they own like the sake manufacturer or something. I don't know. So when the barrels are cut open with all the ketchup, those are actually sake barrels. Oh, oh. nice. Yeah. So it's like a one-for-one recreation, pretty much. I mean, as as close as you could. Hmm. I don't. I don't really have any insight other than just it was just it was just interesting that they were like, let's just do some movie from the '60s, like <laughs> a samurai movie. It's like the equivalent of it's like when they do parodies in American cartoons of like I don't know Wizard of Oz or whatever. Hmm. Except this is an adult film That's adapted for a kids show. Yeah, there's no way that kids watching that back then would know the connection, but maybe, like, if parents were watching it, they would... Yeah, that was for the yeah. parents. Which came first? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, so the kids... Parents are children. <laughs> children. Do you know the people that watched this Pokemon episode, like, they saw the that movie later and were like, oh my god, this movie ripped off Pokemon. 
Oh my god, look at this. Oh god. Pokemon transcends time. Yep. <laughs> so do we want to talk deeper about the showdown at Dark City? Yes. Okay. I guess the first point in my notes was, like you said, they go into a creepy town, and there's a bunch of people freaked out and stuff, but then I think Ash and Pikachu almost uh, kill some kids. Right? I think that's where we, I think that's a good place to start. Wait, these weren't just any kids. These were Ash's, I put them as a brood of Ash siblings. Yeah, they yes. all had so, the same little squigglies. And that acknowledges the fact that even though there is a turf war going on, there is some guerrilla warfare by the locals trying to, you know, control the violence going on. Ash is very, like, action first, think later. Like, he just blindly attacks. He has, I mean, in his credit, you know, he got rocks thrown at him, and he's like, wait, what the hell? So then he's like, Pikachu, attack! And he has, like, no idea what he's jumping into, and then, like you said... I'm I'm, I'm on Ash's side on this one. If you get rocks thrown at you in the streets, you, you're allowed to strike back. I don't care who I it mean, is. I mean, fair... They don't know who it was, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Well, to mention, they're also children. But then, you don't know. I mean, there might be a good reason. Like, you have no idea. So, But he just, like, jumps in and starts screaming, you know, oh my god, attack, and Pikachu... Self-defense! Yeah. <laughs> hits these kids, could have easily killed them. They fall off the roof. Could have, like, broken their necks or something. They should have. Did y'all... <laughs> the, the animation was really wacky yeah. this episode. Did y'all notice that? Yeah. No way. Like, during the action sequences, like, it, it felt like it was slowed down like usual, but in a different manner. I don't know what they call it, like shutter frames or stop frames. It seems mm-hmm. like is that what kind of what you're talking about there? It was it was a different technique than they usually use. Yeah, I assume these were censored after the fact before it aired. <laughs> yeah, see the kids next time they're in slings. No, I meant like the animation oh, yeah. will slow down. Yeah, and also Ash beheaded the children. <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> well, that, that prompted that scene prompted the question of like how many times has this happened before in the Pokemon world? We're like. Somebody threw a snowball at someone, and they were just like, shock them. And they just turned around and shocked the person, and it turned out it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, a little kid or something. I think accidents have happened like this previously. We're just very fortunate no one got really severely hurt here. Is that a consequence of the Porygon thing, just the animation being censored like that? or? Just... I assume. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. But So the kids angrily, so they get attacked, and then they jump out, and they say angrily if you work with pokemon you are welcome and then he's well they got their revenge because they start beating ash over the head with like some sort of like stick thing wait the kids yeah that? yeah oh i missed that yeah, they start beating ash on the head they have like some like a bunch of like reeds or whatever that's like tied together into like this broom thing and then they just start hitting him on the head can we call the three boys the ashlings the ashlings, the ashlings? sure <laughs> like younglings yeah. with their ashes <laughs> they become faithful followers so yeah we'll call them that so the shopkeeper runs out and tells him to stop hitting Ash, um, but that if they come to his restaurant, he'll explain everything to them. So back at the restaurant, he tells them that, much like the plot of the movie, that the city is caught in the middle of a gang war between the two opposing gyms, and they're going to hire anybody who walks through who's a trainer as soldiers to fight for their side. And much like in the actual movie, they like recruit every random passerby and like... Yeah be like join our gang right for the sole purpose of becoming an official pokemon gym i kind of see how these episodes are related now so in that in that first town we you know the river dries up there's no food so people flee that town right so the next closest (laughs) town is where this turf war is taking place so all the people that left that town are now caught up in this turf war in this other town so i mean oh my oh my god 
Pokemon is genius with the flow of these episodes. If you connect the dots properly, oh my gosh, genius, <laughs> genius. <laughs> oh god, I think there's meaning everywhere if you look hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm just writing the rest of the volumes for uh, that were after two, so we're mm-hmm. on three right now. So much missed opportunity and potential there. So then Ash, like, so the guy explains that they're they're in this turf war because they think whoever wins can become an official Pokemon gym. Like, that's how it works. And Ash somehow thinks that this makes sense. He's like, that makes okay. sense. <laughs> Look at the gyms we've seen so far. <laughs> yep. Is this that far off from their behavior? N- no. <laughs> Lieutenant Search and Sabrina specifically. This is... Like you were, you've always said, you know, there's no little to no supervision whatsoever. Things are just like a free for all. And if Takashi madness, yeah, if Takashi Shudo's to be believed, it's a complete chaos pit. Who knows? Who wants to talk about Pikachu and the ketchup? It was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Pikachu was obsessed with the ketchup. He was like f- battling Ash for the ketchup bottle <laughs> and obsessed with licking it. In all the background shots, where does that? What more is there to where say? Where does that originate from? Like, like why ketchup? Is there a? Uh, do we want to get into? Is there okay, a backstory? Okay. I know you know. There is a. Backstory. There is a backstory. Of course, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh! All right, let's turn to our expert Austin here with Austin's points. I only recently found this out, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast. And I found this out on the Did You Know Gaming YouTube channel. Game Freak published a book that was like a in-universe Pokédex that had like all sorts of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And the anime directly draws from it, weirdly. So a lot of, like, the weird stuff in the anime comes from this book. So in that book, it mentions that Electabuzz and Scyther can see the color red. And so that's where that comes from. So I think they were just like, we need something red. What's red? Ketchup. Interesting. Here, here, Pikachu, hold the ketchup bottle. That's uh, it. That's the story. Uh, okay. What, um, what's the I guess they just wanted to have a... What's the equivalent to ketchup? In the movie. Is there something... Is there a cross... No. Okay. I'm just curious. Well, you said they... I mean, the, I always thought the the red thing was super random and weird, but it comes from that movie. Or not from the movie, from that <laughs> weird, obscure book. Yeah. Huh. Well, you said that in the movie, the ketchup barrels were replaced with the sake. So what is the significance of the sake barrels getting poured all over? Just that um, our samurai character, um, Tom Edo, <laughs> which is actually, that's a reference to the movie because he calls himself like something something it's like field of flowers because he looks out the window and sees a field of flowers <laughs> that's awesome uh, <laughs> that's awesome so at one point he's like you know causing all this mischief to cause the gangs to take each other out and he he just he slashes through all the sake barrels and causes them to flood everywhere oh. that's it oh okay so they adapted that a little bit but a little bit okay so what happens next so basically Two thugs from the cash gym suddenly appear downstairs and they start roughing up the shopkeeper. And we come to find out, well, they haven't paid their tab in two years, this poor guy. But then they realize that the thugs are actually Team Rocket, who is working for Kaz gym. And they jump in to rescue the guy and Brock jumps in and uses Vulpix in battle. That was interesting. About time. <laughs> I thought that was really smart by Team Rocket, though. I thought that was actually pretty clever to be, say you're affiliated with the gang to try to manipulate free stuff. I mean, they came to town, someone said, you have Pokemon, do you want to join our gang? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we do. Isn't there, like, Team Rocket protocol to where you cannot join another gang while you're associated with Team Rocket? Jesse and James just have free reign to do literally <laughs> anything at any time. They do whatever. 
from what we know, they they are even hardly known to exist to Team Rocket. So oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so they probably don't even. They may not even be truly affiliated with them. They just may be, you know, spawning the costumes or whatever. Uniforms, sorry, uniforms. They did canonically make their own costumes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there we go. Isn't I didn't a, know that, but that fits. Like at one point, Giovanni is kind of questioning. This is way later, but he's like, "Who the hell are you?" Like. I mean, not that he would know every underling, I guess, but he's talked to them directly before, and he kind of seems surprised that they were still, like, around. Yes. So... <laughs> okay, so then they beat up Team Rocket, and some Yaz gym girl comes in, and she sees the whole thing. She's like, oh my god, you guys are the strongest people I've ever seen. Join our gang. This girl was a honeypot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was the attractive girl yeah. who goes around recruiting young men and then never appears again. Yeah. But uh, that's it, it. It works, thanks to one of our fellow uh, twerps. Sorry, I'm distracted by some lawn care noise that's going on outside again, so this is just great. At your house or the neighbor's? It might be the, the HOA mowing the empty section next door. Oh, they send some people out, so I don't know. There's nothing I can do about it, but just disclaimer if it gets loud, sorry. So yeah, this girl brings them back to their leader of the Yaz Gym, right? Yeah, the Yaz Gym. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all take their food names. Oh yeah. Even Brock has the wherewithal to know that we're doing fake names. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> good for you, in- Brock. Way to be aware. Infatuated, you know. And to Misty's credit, she was smart during this part because she's like. You know, if we get caught up in this gang war, it might ruin our reputation. So we don't need to give our true identities. So think of a fake name. So she was smart for that. I applaud her. And then they come up with their stupid food names. <laughs> and these dumb aliases. Yeah. I mean, you say dumb. That was. Can you imagine coming up with that on the spot? That was fucking clever. Okay. When it comes to aliases, you're supposed to. It's the first street you lived on. No, it's your first pet's name. The street you lived on. And that's basically how you're supposed to come up with your alias. That's the rule of thumb. Who says that? <laughs> it's like that's like a Facebook meme. <laughs> no, 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 that's a real thing. I think Bear Grylls suggested that. So Ash kind of I thought he slipped up for a second because he gives his name as being ketchup first. And I was like Oh, Ash Ketchup. Yeah, I, and I was like, that's way too close to your real name, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Ash Ketchup. So they they give their fake names as Tom Ado. Uh, anchovy, and I like Brock's the best. He called himself Caesar Salad. <laughs> the, the delivery of Brock's line was like, you could tell the other two were struggling, but then it goes to Brock and he's like, I'm Caesar Salad. So he was, he, yeah, he, ready he to go. was ready to go. Yeah, he was ready. <laughs> How long had he been wanting to use that fake name? I was hoping they would go with his original name because he's trying to impress the girl. Like, he would just slip down and say, oh, I'm Brock. That way the girl knows. He went along with it. Good for him. Yeah. So they bring him, the girl brings him back to the leader and he tells Ash that Ash is very strong, but he'll decide that after he battles him. And so he orders his scyther to attack. And that's when he hits the ketchup bottle that Pikachu's holding and it gets ketchup in his eyes. Ugh. Yeah. That would not make you see red. That would like sting and... And poor Scyther doesn't even have hands to wash his eyes out. Oh my gosh, that's he torture. He blades for arms. Oh, that is a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you can't wipe <clears throat> your eyes with scythes. <laughs> Who's going to do a Scyther impression? You are. Scyther! Perfect. Alex? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Scyther! 
maybe <laughs> maybe little horsey there <laughs> maybe when we get to old man scyther okay okay i can do an old man scyther now Sci, Sci, Sci. God damn that poor thing oh god <laughs> it's suffering let's give you a head asmr yeah Ooh. shut up <laughs> So then the guy mistakes Scyther being, like, incapacitated by the ketchup as being frightened so badly by Ash. He's like, oh, you're a powerful trainer. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just took out Scyther without even, like, touching it. Um, <laughs> then This whole part kind of reminded me of the Takashi Shudo novels because the guy's like, well, Ash is like, why is it so important you become an official gym? And the leader's like, well, there's no faster way to make money. But that's a far cry from what we saw in the books. Where it's the opposite, it, yeah. they're in perpetual debt because they live in like a horror, economically destroyed, awful society. Yeah, like those gyms. It's like a huge burden. Right. Yeah. The government doesn't even support them. They have no capital whatsoever, so they're falling into disrepair. Gym leader's the tax collector. I don't see it being very profitable. I guess they leave, and then Ash wonders later why Scyther got so upset before because he didn't really do anything. But then they realize that it was the ketchup. And that then Dexter jumps in and says, Electabuzz and Scyther hate the color red and they get mad when they see red. So they come up with this plan to pit the two teams against them, each other, which ends up backfiring because then they join forces against Ash. <laughs> <laughs> they get, I laughed at that. They that was pretty good. Yep. So then they're attacking Ash and friends, but then Pikachu jumps out and saves the day. And that's when we get this, the unveiling of the mysterious figure that we saw before who was in the restaurant, which wasn't, like, inconspicuous at all. It was, like, a person in a mask. Like, the invisible man, right? With, like, the glasses, the face mask. Yeah. But she reveals herself to be Nurse Joy, who also works as an inspector for the Pokemon League. We're going to see the same, like, Inspector Nurse Joy. Nurse. <laughs> Inspector Nurse Little Joy. came out there. Like, through the years <laughs> she's gonna come back and i'm i'm her biggest fan because you know what she, she we need her she needs to fix the kanto gyms i want to see her battling sabrina well she doesn't seem to care I don't see so much her as about a, that yeah i don't see her as a good oh. guy or a hero in this episode okay i'm thinking of later episodes i'm conflating those later appearances with this one okay <laughs> yeah i'm i'm, I'm agreeing with jacob I'm all gonna... she all she does here is she sends out chancy and then she says you should learn from Ash, volunteering him to fix the gang leaders, I guess. Yeah, she again, she pulls an officer, Jenny, and it's like, okay, the children will help you, bye. Ash's lecture at the end, actually, yeah, the lecture at the end was weird, but I guess they all get along. Is that how the movie ends, Austin? Do they all, like, reconcile their differences, or is it like one gang wins and takes over the town? And One gang wins, and then he kills the remaining gang members. Okay, oh, so wow. just like this episode. <laughs> just like this episode? <laughs> yeah. Who do you think would have won if the turf war continued? Electabuzz has a type advantage over Scissor or Scyther. Yep, so exactly. <laughs> yep. Was that the Kaz? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> who cares? Who gives a shit? Who cares? Yeah. Whoever had them would have won. Well, in this version, the Pokemon version, they they rebuild yeah, the town. Yeah, they shake yeah. hands and rebuild the town. That'll last five seconds. Yep. Yeah, there was never a resolution, so this problem is not resolved. I'm sorry, we didn't. I'm surprised we didn't see Ginny. This episode, are you are you surprised? Okay, yeah, are you surprised? <laughs> yeah, that's that, that a good point. I will say that. But the, what I'm saying is, like, even in like bad situations, she's been there before. So I was expecting her to be here, but just be as incompetent as usual. Nah, Nurse Joy's the one getting shit done. That's right. As always, is she? 
I think she was. Okay. They backed down when they saw her. I mean, it was it was a good epi- okay episode, I guess. I, I like that I learned that it's a reference to a movie, and I'm gonna have to now watch that movie because I'm surprised I never heard of that before, honestly. But whatever, and just add it to the watch list as it continues to grow. I might watch Seven Samurai next. Yeah, is that the Keanu Reeves movie? I think they made a, a Keanu Reeves version of it, but originally it was a Japanese film by Akira Kurosawa. Okay. Or I think it's actually an old folk legend, if I'm not mistaken. Is it Seven Samurai or is it the Ronin? What is that? What am I thinking of here? Oh. Tell me what I'm thinking, Alex Austin. What am I thinking? Ronin. I don't know. I don't know. Something. I, I think you're right. Um, something Ronin. It was Seven Samurai. It was Seven Samurai? What's the... Okay, we're going <laughs> to... Uh, 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin. Okay, I knew there was yep. a 7 in there. That's the one I saw that I was like, okay, this is a movie. Okay, apparently the 47 Ronin was an actual thing that happened. Yeah. 18th century event in Japan in which a band of Ronin avenged the death of their master. The incident has since become legendary. Okay. Is that the movie think... with Keanu Reeves that you're thinking about? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. one. Thing. That movie... They tried to do the 300 thing where, you know, there was actually like the battle of Thermopylae and there were Spartans that went there with some Greeks and there was a big battle. But it was like in the movie, they exaggerated it to where it was more of a folklore thing where they tried to do that with this movie where they kept some of the real stuff in. But it didn't it didn't hit as hard as the 300 movie. It was kind of just like uh, this is kind of drawn out and kind of boring. Maybe some people liked it, but I wasn't a huge, huge fan. Okay, it looks like Seven Samurai is based on a different incident. That may or may not be anecdotal. Is that the one with Tom Cruise? No, this is a Japanese film. Oh, I was thinking, what about <laughs> The Last Samurai. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, that's Good what you're thinking of. There's two. <laughs> I've never seen that. There are so many samurai movies. <laughs> Jesus. Just like, oh my gosh. All right, Alex, do you have any more closing thoughts on the showdown at Dark City? No, you guys have been making me talk so much. <laughs> this is, we don't want to do it. <laughs> I, I was trying my best. It just... The, I didn't know about that movie. I wish I would have watched that movie. I really would have. Austin, here's a suggestion going forward. If you know of a supplemental film that ties into the show or the episodes that we're watching, please tell us so we can all experience this together. I think I did. That's on YouTube. No, Jacob. Come on. Back me up. You go back and listen to the last episode. I'm pretty sure. Did you? Oh, fuck. You did say something. <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, this that's on me. Got me forgetting. You're supposed to back me up. You're supposed to say, "Oh yeah, I don't remember that." I'll see. I don't remember that, that at all. Oh. What? <laughs> that didn't just happen. What? <laughs> did you not hear my phone make a noise? I did a little. The noise. Okay, okay, whatever sort of phone noises is happening in your background is pales in comparison to the constant lawn maintenance going on outside my window. So. To be fair, we don't hear it. Do you hear it, Austin? I did at one point. I think I heard a mower start, but other than that... Yeah, I did yeah. too. I think it was... Other than that, it was like a... I'm not hearing anything right now. Well, just because you guys can't hear it doesn't mean my microphone can't hear it, so... Yeah, we discovered there's a huge disparity between, like, what we hear yeah. and what the microphone <laughs> hears. That is true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. These mics are too good. Maybe... I don't know. Apparently, Sunday is lawn day, so maybe we should rethink this a little bit. <laughs> Does this happen all the time? When's a better time to... I don't know. Maybe people just need to let their lawns grow out of control, like that Snorlax thicket or whatever. Just have vines growing everywhere. Who cares? How was there a huge thicket of vines... Of vines? <laughs> of vines that grew op- overnight? Nobody they was do grow mowing like the that. lawn, obviously. It's like kudzu. Really? Just grows. Kudzu? Yeah. You ever heard of that? It's kudzu. Kudzu? No. It's an invasive okay. plant. 
Yeah, every time, like, oh. you know when you're driving down, like, the highway somewhere and you see the trees and plants that are overtaking the railways? That's all no. kudzu. You've seen it before. Yeah, you've seen I it before. Okay, I just don't pay attention. You saw it yesterday. God. I did? Yes. 100% you did. Where? On the side On the of the road. My oh, that reminds me of my plant shelf is coming in the mail yeah. today. <laughs> I wonder if it's arrived yet. <laughs> You know, too bad that Carnivine does not exist yet, because the whole time I was watching that, I was like, ooh, wouldn't it be great if there was just, like, a giant, like, herd of Carnivines, like, blocking up the thing instead of, like... So Snorlax would eat yes. them? Okay, cool. All right, now let's move on to our LVP and MVP <laughs> on that note. quote of the episode. Uh, I did the randomizer, same rules as before. Uh, it is me, Austin, and then Alex... I start off with my MVP, and I give it to the, I guess, the barkeep who saves Ash and friends from the turmoil they were experiencing with the children, and he lends a helping hand to them in their time of need, so good on him. Then my LVP, I'm going to go with the league inspector here. God damn it. Aw. <laughs> I knew someone else had that. I knew Alex did. The reason why I choose this chose her, or Nurse Joy, is because apparently... They've been there for a little bit. We don't know how long, but they've known this is going on. You think this could have been stopped a lot sooner, especially with uh, the, all of the witness accounts of all the violence that's been going on. So they're my LVP for not intervening sooner. And then my quote is, we already said it earlier, but I just thought it was really funny the way Brock delivers that my name is Caesar Salad. <laughs> just because it's like the other two struggle and he's like, you can call me Caesar Salad. So good on you, Brock, for being with it. <laughs> my turn. Austin, take the reins. My turn. Um, my quote is the epic moment where Ash tells off the, I believe, Yaz gym Damn leader. It. <laughs> he thinks to himself, sorry, it was the best one. He, he says, he thinks to himself, that was dramatic. Then he immediately slips on ketchup and falls to the floor and exclaims, that was pathetic. Because I feel like that was the most relatable thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You've like tried to make a dramatic moment and then something happens and you're like, shit. Yep. Especially yeah. when you're going downstairs. Okay, I'm, I don't have an MVP, so I'm going to go with LVP, which is Starmie, who did not appear in this episode, because when they're fighting in the restaurant, Misty calls Starmie, then Ash, or Brock calls out Vulpix, Vulpix single-handedly takes out Team Rocket, Ash and Misty both turn to the camera and say, Vulpix? Because they are also shocked that Vulpix is given a role, even how insignificant it is. <laughs> And me, apparently Starmie was so shocked by this that it took the opportunity to not come out of the Pokeball once again, and we didn't even see it come out, even though Misty called for it, in the midst of a dangerous situation. This is following up on the previous episode, in which Misty tried to call Starmie to destroy the vines, but then Psyduck popped out instead, and Starmie was like, fuck y'all, I don't want to deal with the thorny vines. So, Starmie, I've decided, is the ultimate villain of Pokemon Season 1. <laughs> I literally should have been keeping account of how many times this has happened. This It used to just come out and then do nothing of any note, but now it's not even bothering to come out. I wonder if it's dead, actually. Maybe Psyduck <laughs> killed it. Like, okay, so you would say, like, oh, it's because Psyduck pops out instead that Starmie's not coming out. No, Starmie's just not even coming out ever. It doesn't want to do anything. So, Starmie... I'm sorry, Starmie. I know you're suffering from massive injuries from that time that Graveler crushed your gemstone or whatever. Is that the last time we saw it? No, no that was no. a long time okay. ago. Yeah. But it's always been worthless. Poor thing. <laughs> Good point. 
Starmie. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to throw a parade when Starmie is left behind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we call this the celebration episode. Such a waste of a star. Wow. I'm gonna be contrary and I'm gonna give it to Nurse Joy for MVP. Oh. Because she had a really cute little custom chancy Pokeball kind of situation, and I appreciate her effort doing so. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I'm going to assume the reason she kind of gave her sweet time is either A, she was, like, making sure she had a full report to bring back to the Pokemon League so that she could be like, yeah, these places need to be shut down, and she got this gathering evidence. And also because she waited for the most dramatic moment to reveal herself, and I appreciate her sense of drama. Fair. That's Fair it. enough. All right, Alex, your turn. This is hard. I, okay, um, we'll start with the MVP because I have to think on my feet about who's going to be LVP now. Uh, I'm going to give it to Misty for MVP because she was smart enough at the beginning. Like I, I mentioned this earlier, but she did not want to get involved with a gang war. And she was the only one smart enough to be like, look, you know, our reputations as trainers are on the line. You know, we could possibly you know have our privileges revoked we have no idea what we're gonna get into with this we just need to bow out and move along and not get involved so we need to give fake names because we don't need this tied to us so she was smart she has some street smarts unlike ash and brock so i had to give it to her for that i'm trying to think of an lvp i guess we'll just say the yeah the kids for throwing rocks (laughs) like like little heathens yeah thanks jacob we'll just go with that um Yeah, they're just throwing rocks at random passerby. They have no idea. They could hurt or kill somebody if you, like, hit them in the head with a rock. Like, you never know. Oh, my God. People who throw... The kids who throw the rocks off, like, the interstate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh my my gosh. gosh. Yes. That made me think... That also made me think of that short story that I'm sure you guys also read in school, but The Lottery. Did you all read that? Uh, Give us the description. Um, Refresh your memory. It's where the townspeople hold, like, a lottery... And whoever draws, like, the paper with, like, the black circle on it gets stoned to death. I've never heard of this. I think I've read something similar, but I think it was more of a sacrificial... Yeah, it's... Okay, it was a short story by Shirley Jackson. Let's see. It describes a fictional town in, like, a small-town American life um, where they hold this lottery... And the children gather up the stones, the adult townsfolk assemble for their annual event, which I, I think it's to ensure that they have a good harvest. Like, Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Lottery in so June, they're... corn be heavy soon. That was their little proverb or whatever. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. All the papers are blank except for one that has a black dot and they all draw slips to see who will get sacrificed, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It was on the right okay. track there. Yeah. 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 And it's stoning is the the form of death? Yeah. I mean, it's more involved oh than gosh. that, but I always think of that when stoning comes up. I always think of that story that they made us read in, in high school, and I'm like, I recommend it. It's a pretty moving, kind of poignant little short story, but not to bring down the whole thing, but... <laughs> so, yeah, the kids. And then I guess the quote... I don't have a quote, but I'm just going to say that I really appreciate Electabuzz's noises that it makes. <laughs> it's like, blah, 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 like when it <laughs> comes out. <laughs> What's that future? Oh. 
what is that a uh, futurama guy yeah it's like zoidberg or whatever zoidberg yeah <laughs> he does like a shrill <laughs> angry, i can't yeah. even do it right but like it's so absurd i'm like okay so elect a buzz that's my quote just his noises <laughs> just noises <laughs> that's pretty good all right does anyone else have any more closing thoughts about this episode or just any closing thoughts in general I kind of want Pikachu to give me a paw print autograph on something. Aww. That was kind of cute. Yeah. Even though I don't think that paw print matched his little panned, but whatever. It had... How many fingers does Pikachu have? He has five. So the paw print had four, though, right? I think. And it had, like, a little, like, thing in the yeah. middle. I want the same thing, Austin, but I want it in ketchup. Aww. I want the paw print in ketchup, just to, just for sentimental reasons. Okay, now I'm checking Pikachu. Yes, he has five little digits. He's human. Um... Yes. <gasps> Plot twist. Um, I found art from Generation 1 in which he has three little digits. On his front Ooh. paws? On all his paws. You can't even oh, see it. Oh, Fat Chew. Ah. But With a PH. But now he has five. So they changed not only his... Mm. We should have been... We need to keep track of this shit. Like, yeah, no, right? We need the... the oh. Yeah. Who's paying attention that closely half the time, though? Uh, we are. We People always go there. Are us. Yeah. I guess that's the whole point of our podcast is to dive deep into the inconsequential shit that nobody cares about. Okay, I'm looking at episode one, and Pikachu had five fingers in episode one. So the, it was inconsistent design. Okay. So the art had the three fingers, but he never had three fingers in the anime. Okay. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Alex, any closing thoughts? No, but I hope that next week... Somebody else gets picked by yeah, no. an analyzer <laughs> to lead these discussions because I feel like I've done it three weeks in a row or something, and y'all are probably sick of me just talking and talking. We may have to manipulate it to where that happens, <laughs> just to give you a break. That's where you guys say. That's where you guys say. No, we love it when you talk. <laughs> well, you do do a good job. Yeah, I mean, but understand the um, the random Myers relentless picking of you two <laughs> every oh, single week. God. I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> It's the randomizer gods. Or yep. Jacob. Jacob, we have, we're just trusting blindly that he's telling us the hey, truth. I click it once and then that's it. They have spoken. You know what you need to do? Why don't you clear your cache out of your browser and when you close it... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Is it cache? Is it or is it cache? I don't know. I've been calling it cache my entire life. Maybe I'm wrong. I've heard it, I heard it both ways. Okay, I'm sorry. Are, okay, are when we're on that. <laughs> is it GIF or GIF? GIF. It's cache. So I was wrong. Cash. It's definitely cash. Okay, and it's I've gift. heard it cache before, but oh well. Sachet away, cache. Yeah, exactly. Tom Ado, tomato. Who cares? <laughs> Tom Ado, tomato. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. What's the difference? <gasps> That's the episode title. What? Yeah, there you go. Good. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> How do I spell that? <laughs> you put like you know like a uh, short curse and. Uh, like the line over the A and then the U over the A. Okay, we'll go figure something out. Long we'll do vowel, something. short okay. vowel, vowel. I mean, you, you're we the already writer. have enough issues with our episodes <laughs> displaying in various venues because we have the little thing over the E. Yeah, that's Pokemon. it. <laughs> it causes some issues sometimes. <laughs> We're just trying to be authentic. I know. Goodness. Yeah, try that. Try that. Clear your cache and okay. see if it changes anything. Yeah, I need to delete my history anyway, so Ooh, boy. get that going. Okay, GIF, by the way. GIF, yep. I don't give a shit what the original people who created it said. It's GIF. <laughs> GIF peanut butter. If that's what the if that's what the people who say it is, sorry, that was a bad sentence. <laughs> if people say GIF, it's GIF. Personal choice. All right, I, mean, I think that. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> Austin's like, I want to be done. Stop talking. 
Stop making me edit shit. Okay, okay. okay. I can do this one too. I don't mind. Anyway, no, I was going to say, I was observing that any word, even if it's a gibberish word, can become normal if it becomes common enough in the public consciousness, so... I just realized I say the word Pokemon incorrectly, so maybe I shouldn't fucking talk. We've been saying it incorrectly since the beginning. We, Pokemon. We said that. I, I, we, we've discussed yeah. this. I was trying so hard to say, like, Poke Flute, and it just did not happen. Poke Flute. Poke Flute. Poke. It, okay. God damn it. Anyway. Poke, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> poke fuck yourself. Okay. Yep. There you go. Well, on that note... Thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And you have, if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. That's outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Our handle is outofdryingpan. And be sure to join us next time as the journey continues.